It's Monday the 17th of April. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. If you're a parent, you've got young kids, hang in there. We've got one week to go. Uh, I'm joined by my co-host, Shane Lee. Shane, hang in there. You can do this too. I'm trying to hang in there, mate. Um, the weekend was filled with plenty of activities in the Lee household. Uh, mm. One in particular, my girls have got their athletics carnival coming up, so they wanted to run in spikes. So we went out to the Sydney Academy, which is the at, at Narrabeen, um, and on the racetrack. So we ended up doing some sprint sprint training. So I can hardly move my legs at the moment. And then I followed <laughs> that up with, I decided to put in a new um, uh, herb garden. So Oh, very lot. nice. So my legs are sore, and the sides of my... Um, of my torso I saw as well from all the digging I did. So I can hardly move today, but it was a, good, it was a nice weekend. Was it an elite gardening, Shane? No, I went to Bunnings, bought all my herbs from there, and I, but I had to buy yeah. all the compost and I had to buy all the, you know, the... Uh, the mulch and all that sort of stuff. So it was a lot of bags I brought home from um, from Bunnings. Uh, but it looks good now, so I'm very happy with that. Hopefully they don't Very die. good. Yep. <laughs> well, stay alive long <laughs> enough for the show at least, because today we'll be talking AFL, NRL, tennis, rugby and more. Afternoon sport. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. Well, let's start first with rugby because the Wallabies are bracing for uh, an intense first camp under Eddie Jones. He's back. He's back, and I guarantee the 33 uh, guys selected to go on this camp on the Gold Coast um, and the seven guys who will be um, zooming in uh, all would be feeling pretty pretty nervous, I reckon. Eddie's a pretty intense sort of guy. Uh, he likes to keep everyone on their toes. A very good communicator, by the way, and often makes one-on-one calls. But a 33-man squad looks good. The there's seven guys I mentioned there that are ruled out due to injury or concussion, including uh, Rory Arnold, Tom Banks, Quade Cooper, Bernard Foley, Samu Karivai, um, and Will Skelton. Um, they'll all be sort of, as I said, um, calling in um, to all the sort of planning sessions. But uh, every guy there, Eddie, will, will, will be saying to them, you're a chance of playing in the World Cup. Um, make sure you come prepared to work hard. Yeah, I reckon it'd be like the first day of school where you, you know, new mm, teacher, yeah. they just nail yeah. you for a month or so <laughs> yeah. before showing any type of humility, humanity yeah. even. Uh, look, Rugby Australia firing a warning shot at Rugby League, warning against uh, freezing out their star convert, Joseph Sawali. Well, Hamish McLennan, this guy's a buffoon, really, isn't he? And um, <laughs> he, he, he got a bit of press when he talked and talked up his, his one-off signing. I think McLennan should be more focusing on trying to make Super Rugby and the Wallabies actually profitable. Oh. <laughs> Do a job. Stop skylarking about this one-off signing for a guy that you've paid $1.6 million for, for a 19-year-old to come across. And he's just loving his, his fame he's getting from this, I'm assuming. But it's just like, it's really, really embarrassing, I think, for... Um, for for the for rugby union uh, itself and and for the Wallabies, like stop talking about state of origin and the rugby league, your competitor. Focus on your own own backyard champ. I never got the whole code wars thing. Uh, yeah. I, I, I was a soccer player that loved playing rugby yeah. league as well uh, and AFL, and and I just yeah. don't get that whole. It's mm. so schoolboys childish as you as you mentioned there. But do you think it's a case of any publicity for rugby is good publicity because they just drop the ball completely on uh, in, in newsrooms and and media about getting anything. They don't send. They 
but it just their, their media presence is terrible. They're appalling. Um, they have been appalling for, for quite a long time, rugby union. They've been propped up. They've been given an opportunity here with the Rugby World Cup coming to, yeah. you know, to, um, in Australia, even I think in, in after we play the one in France, um, have been propped up for many, many years. They need to start actually, focus, as I said, focusing on their own backyard, getting that right and stop nope. comparing yourself to a rugby league. It's, it's a game that should stand alone. Yeah, waste of time. And I think this guy's, uh, I think he's, he's a bit lost, I think. Well, certainly a club that's been lost for a while, uh, the Dragons. Great segue. Mm. Coach Anthony Griffin uh, responding to the pressure surrounding his job after his side were probably on the wrong end of a, another frustrating loss. They probably deserve to beat the Raiders, but uh, Griffin's had something to say. Well, he has, and he's responded to the, the, the frustration. Um, I think on, and he mentioned on both sides of the ball. I, I think that... What's happening with the Dragons? They're getting themselves in the position to win. Look, Canberra, to me, were ripe for the picking. Under Ricky Stewart, I think they're really, really struggling this year. Um, Canberra won the match 20-14, to but but we had our chance. But it was just two soft tries that allowed Canberra to to, to win the match. And they're just doing this on a regular basis. And this happens with teams that... you know, when you right. have stuff going right. on in the background yeah. that they're not playing well, you, you seem to lose the key moments. When you're, when you're on form and, and you're having a lot of success and you're laughing and enjoying it, it's funny how those key moments go your way. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately for Griffin and the Dragons, they're That's not. That's a fascinating point. It is, isn't it? It's momentum mm. and you just make right decisions. Yep. What about the last play of the game? You've got you've just had a player sent to the bin. Why yeah. play short? Ben Hunt's played short. Yeah. You've got you've got the one man overlap. Surely they just had to go through the numbers, and he tried something, and, and it just whenever you try something and you're losing, it just keeps going. Well, it just goes to show that even a professional like Ben Hunt is very clouded now in his decision yeah. making. Yeah. And he came yeah. out during the week saying, "Look, if if Anthony Griffin goes, I will." There's a clause in his contract. I will sort of reassess my um, where, where I want to play, and will that be at the Dragons? Um, and that's that's once again that that's taken over into his, in his match and, and that decision he made and the key key point of the game Ben Hunt doesn't make those wrong decisions when he's clear minded. Great point. I tell you, it was a bit murky, a bit weird actually. Is this origin fun? Mm. Um, it was amid the AFL extravaganza, um, probably showing just like rugby that Sydney doesn't quite get it. We don't get it, and this has been an issue for many years for, by Sydney siders that Melbourne have owned sport in general, and then now South Australia with the gather round are doing it very, very well, and it's a, been a huge success down there in Adelaide. Um, they've turned a bit of a sleepy old town, Adelaide, into a party town. Yeah. They had capacity crowds at every match, and I tell you what, it doesn't hurt, and I'm just looking at some of the scores here, it doesn't hurt when both the Adelaide teams win. Hmm. Um uh, the Crows won beautifully, uh, and Port Adelaide beat the Bulldogs. Um, two good games, and then you had the the final match of the gather round was uh, Collingwood versus St Kilda, which was only one goal in it. Finished off the round with a beautiful close game by two really good teams. So yeah, well done to uh, their premier, and um, yeah, they're showing off. And uh, Dominic Perrottet, I tell you what, he should be <laughs> going inside his house and staying there for a few days. It's embarrassing. I think he, he said. I think after the election, he might be staying there for a little while too. Yeah, well, he did come out and say that uh, when South Australia said they wanted yeah. the, um, yeah. the New Year's Day Test match, he said a, a rain washed out uh, five day city test is better than one in Adelaide. Come on, mate. You probably never played cricket in your life. Well, speak. You spent a bit of time down in South Australia as a youngster, didn't you? At the, the cricket academy, sure and, did. and some yeah, of it was brother. even some of it even was in the cricket nets. 
It was, but it was a good town. It was a good time then. <laughs> That's another whole show, that one. Uh, Manly, they outlasted Melbourne 18 points to eight to claim a wild Friday night. Gee, I really enjoyed this as a Manly fan. Mm. Of course I would, but uh, it was it was just good, hard, good, hard footy, mate. It was just good, hard uh, contacts. And the, the hit of Ola Kawatu on Justin oh. Olam, I rose out of my seat like a little 10-year-old. Uh, it was just good stuff. Well, I was whinging about how sore I was at the start of this show. I'll tell you what, <laughs> that, that hit on that guy and absolutely nailed him. He folded him like a deck chair. Yeah, didn't um, he? But you're dead right, mate. Manly were tough. They were consistent. Um, no Schuster made a big difference. And DCE was very, very good. Um, you know, that early kick through to catch uh, Munster out of position where Tommy Turbo yeah, scored was brilliant. was brilliant. And uh, I, I just thought Manly was so good after the – you know, flogging they got at the hands of Penrith last week, 44-12, to 12, to come back. Now, they, they currently sit fourth on the table, only the Broncos, the Panthers and the Warriors above them. So, well done, Manly. Little moment, Shane, but that uh, run back from Tommy Turbo when he yep. just, just let let the hand break off and, and yep. hit, hit that little and ran back with force and hit the gap. Oh, that's exciting because yep. if he can stay yeah, fit and show uh, that he can uh, run back to his best, look out, mm. maybe a top four. Uh, yep. Look, we're going to take a break. Stay with us because we'll be chatting about the AFL and tennis after the break. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one-stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian owned. The only betting app you need is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. Well, we mentioned it uh, before, but the AFL is making a huge announcement. Uh, Gather Round was a success, and it uh, looks like the future's bright for it. It does, mate. So they've signed for three more years of 2026 to play the Gather Round in Adelaide. Um, as I said, mate, they're getting capacity crowds, 60,000 yeah. plus to every match, um, and, and it looked really, really good. I mentioned before the Crows defeating Carlton 118 to 62, which is a huge win for the Crows, uh, and Port Adelaide getting over the Bulldogs 70 to 56. So the locals are very, very happy um, with it. Um, they will support it. And it looks like a lot of people flew in from interstate to watch the matches as well. So revenue generated um, by the state is, is, is huge. So as a good, good sign. I think they're going to plough about $14 million back yeah. in the AFL as well, which is uh, well done to the AFL for um, instigating this, this initiative. It's not bad, though, is it? Up to the Barossa for a day, and then if you can get onto Royal Adelaide, uh, it's a, a yeah. golf course. Beautiful. Got to play. You have, simply have to play. Uh, Collingwood, uh, they uh, 30 years after Nicky Winmar's famous stand against racism, Collingwood have formally apologised to the St Kilda champion. Yeah, and this is ahead of the match next week. St Kilda take on the Pies next week. And, um, yeah, Nicky Winmar said, uh, says he's still um, upset about those... Um, racist abuse that he copped uh, which led to him lifting his shirt and that sort of immortalised himself and saying that he's proud of his his colour and his origin um, and it was it was this was also replicated only, only a few weeks ago by Jamara Ugal Hagen who did the sort of same thing but I, mate, I read a quote here from the, the then Collingwood president Alan uh, McAllister 
Listen to this quote. This is how far we've come. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, um, I don't know if we want to. Yeah, he, he quoted as saying in 993, no issue with Indigenous folk as long as they conduct themselves like white people well off the field, everyone will admire and respect them. Come on, mate. Fucking hell. Yeah, you say yeah. that sort of stuff? No, you can't, and no. you couldn't back then. No. Uh, amazing. If, 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 um, it's sort of a, it's a great thing that it happened though because mm. it, it's it's a, that that image has just advanced the cause and and yep. completely uh, completely backfired against the racists in the crowd that day. Yeah, so, horrible, yeah. mate. Anyway, thank God we moved on from that. Yeah, better days ahead. Hawthorne star Chad Wingard uh, suffered a, a gruesome tongue injury. Oh, it was hard to watch this. Oh, mate, blood was spurting from his mouth. Do you remember when you were a kid and you, either, you mm-hmm. fell off your bike or you, yeah. you're playing footy and, and you bit down on your tongue? Yeah. How much it hurt? Well, yeah. Um, yeah, Chad Wingard, he actually, I think he severed his whole tongue. Um, oh. So he needed to get stitches in that. It was, oh, it was horrible to even think of. I, I can feel the sticking on, on my own tongue while I'm telling oh, this story. No. But, oh. yeah, it wasn't good, mate. Blood spurting from his mouth. It's, um, it'll be a good, good thing to show his grandkids in the future. How yeah. tough granddad was, but uh, yeah. <laughs> he'll be, he'll need to deal with that before that. Just as long as he's not pulling any of that Dalai Lama stuff. Yes. Uh, David <laughs> Warner, he brought up a half century against the Mumbai Indians. Uh, his third 50 of the tournament. It was a bit of a slow one and barely even got an applause from his teammates. Yeah, he is really struggling. Um, the only reason he scored three fifties is that David Warner has got pure will. And, and, and real guts, and, and but he's really struggling. His timing's off. He's trying to get through it. And what I was hoping for, that he'd go this IPL, he would um, free up um, the way he's batting. His feet will start to move, and he'll go into the ashes with plenty of form under his belt. But I think even in his head now, even though he got that 50, I think yeah. he was he was, at, he was 51 and was out in the 19th over, which is like David Warner, if he used to bat 19 overs, he'd be nearly 200. Yeah. Um, he's going really, really slow, and I think it doesn't bode well for the Ashes series for him. Yeah, it's um. Remember when Ricky just lost his eye a little, yep, and, and right. no one, no one wanted to to tell yeah. Ricky yeah. and say Father Time's caught up. Mm. Um, it, it's entering that area. It is. It probably it is. is in that area. Yeah, it's a shame because yeah. he's a, he's a world class player. Um, he's a he's a real fighter. Um, I always say never write off a champion, but yeah. yeah, I think that's a great analogy about Ricky Ponting. He's um, he's entering that sort of phase of his, his batting career. Yeah, same thing with Mark Taylor too, champions yep. eventually, mm. but, uh, eventually lose that eye. Uh, Daniil Medvedev, he doesn't uh, back away from controversy. He's resumed his role as the villain. Yeah, well, he's just – I find this guy so annoying. Um, he, I love him. Do you? <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. I, he's just a, his... he's a – a Russian bad loser. He's yeah, um, he is. he's always taking taller <laughs> breaks when he shouldn't. Um, he's faking injury, and there was Alexander Zarev who actually lost against him at Monte Carlo. They called him out, and he said he's just one of the worst guys to play against. He says I don't like the guy. Um, he he doesn't play in the right spirit of the game. But you know Medvedev doing everything he can to to win every match, and um, yeah, he's not in my opinion not very likable. But obviously. You don't mind. He's not. That's what I like about him. It's just that he's so he's just such a Carmichael Hunt that uh, <laughs> that there's something endearing about that. He just truly doesn't care. I love that. Great analogy. <laughs> uh, look, also on tennis, this is incredible. Uh, money wins again. Uh, the WTA announcing it will resume events in China. Yep, and this is off the back of uh, it being boycotted, tennis being boycotted in China since 2021 in response to the treatment of player Peng Shui. Um, mm. I, don't, 
what's happened to her since that, mate? I don't know. She's sort of been playing well, here and the there. Thing. Yeah, she yeah. sort of disappeared off the face of the earth, and they were really worried about her, her um, whether she was alive at one stage for speaking out against the Chinese government. Um, yeah. But it seems to be brushed un- under the carpet now, and and she's moved on, and well, they've moved on, uh, and money does talk. They're going back to play tennis in China. Well, that's right. your point exactly. When the story came up, I went. So what exactly exactly happened? It was yep. never explained, no. was it? She was rolled out at that tennis tournament, yep. sort of under guard, mm-hmm. uh, not allowed to speak. Has come out and made allegations against the former Chinese vice president, premier. Yep. Um, never really been investigated, and there was such a hoo ha, and, and, uni- and it was united by the players, mm. and it's all just sort of gone away. And okay, our first opportunity, they're back playing. Tennis in China. Yep, yep. That's the Chinese government for us, anyway. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> We've got into a bit of politics today, and that's about probably time that we should wrap it up. Yep. That's it for afternoon sports. Uh, make sure you hit the follow or subscribe wherever you listen. And of course, a big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, Elite Bet, the only betting app you'll ever need. Tune in tomorrow for your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts like Lunch with Lee. Former cricketer Shane Lee talks to celebrities, sports people, musicians, politicians and more about sports, music and business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com.